Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. This week's Patreon compliment goes to Adam Ostrovs... Goes to Adam, who's the kind of guy who would lend you a jumper if you're cold, and not be too pissed off if he never sees it again. If you find value in these silly, sexy podcasts, please consider supporting them and me by pledging as much as you can afford at patreon.com forward slash probably true. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. There was a thing on Twitter the other day. It was only a small thing, but like a less hairy version of Carrie Bradshaw, it got me thinking. So there's this coffee shop in East London with a Twitter account. Proper East London hipster wanker coffee shop. I think they're edgy and cool because they've got black walls and stupid art and baristas who are covered in tattoos and beards and who tend to feature heavily in my angry wanks. You know, when you fancy someone but you don't like them and it's just a little bit rougher than usual while you're thinking about them. And Anyway, I went in there once a while ago and asked for a filter coffee and the girl apologised saying, oh, I'm sorry, but we've only got the Ethiopian blend at the moment. And like, is that not filter coffee? Yeah, it is. But the Kenyan is like, it's a much deeper, more well-rounded flavour. And I asked which one had more caffeine in and she looked at me weird and said, uh, they're about the same. So I said, you know, righto, that'll do nicely. And she just looked at me like I'd pissed on her nan and said, why do you even come here? My first response was very nearly because I'm surrounded by toss pots and I need plenty of caffeine to deal with them. But I thought about it for a second and said, good point. Ta-ra. And I went to the identical coffee shop next door, whose serving staff were the nearly silent kind of hipster wanker instead, who were more than happy to sell me a cup of brown liquid that tasted like coffee, so I'm calling it a win. I can't be dealing with people that faff about with it like this. Oh, taste the earthy base notes and the berry high... Shut up and put it in my face so I don't have to kill again. There's a lot of this wank around all sorts of stuff at the moment. And the big secret, the one that no one wants to admit, is that there's absolutely no difference. Craft beer tastes like beer. Small batch homemade gin tastes like gin. Even wines are con, to be honest. There's two flavours, red and white. That's it. Champagne is just white wine that's got a bit overexcited, and rosé is just chucking them both in the same bucket and giving it a stir. It's like claiming Neapolitan is a flavour of ice cream. All you're doing is mixing other flavours together. Anyone who says different is either trying to sell you something or impress you. Anyway, Edgy Coffee Shop has an edgy Twitter account, because of course it fucking do. Except that it's entry-level edgy. The kind of stuff that even Family Guy wouldn't bother with, because it's just a bit lame. And one of the things that they decided to retweet because they're edgy was a stupid post about there being only two genders and uh, everything else being fake. And for the record, that's not true. Just like sexuality is a big old sliding scale of possibilities, including pansexual and demisexual and men who have sex with men but don't identify as anything other than straight and God knows how many other possibilities, gender is it's similar. There's a lot of different flavours and shades. It's not clear-cut. It gets very complicated very quickly, but the basics of it is that no one has to be masculine or feminine to be a man or a woman. 
one of the reasons it gets iffy is because the definitions for masculine and feminine aren't that exact. In fact, the definitions for man and woman aren't that exact. It's complicated and messy. And the best way to look at it is that we all get to decide for ourselves how we relate to all of those things, masculine, feminine, male, female, sexuality, whatever. No one else gets to dictate to you how you express yourself through any of those things, whether or not that fits any box that someone else might have. It's all up to you and you alone. Incidentally, after hearing me say that, if your first thought was to roll your eyes and go, oh, that's bollocks, there's only two genders. Firstly, hello 1953, I hope you're well. Please read a website or some books and, you know, catch up with the rest of the world. And secondly, so let's say someone you've never met has claimed that they are non-binary or pansexual or anything else. If you're never going to meet them and you're going to have absolutely no interaction with them, what difference does it make to you? Absolutely none. As long as they're not at it, whatever it may be, in your back garden or on your sofa, it makes no difference whatsoever to your little life. So, you know, have a chip, feed the dog, whatever. Get on with your own life and don't give it another thought. What you don't need to do, right, is go on the internet and start making random social media posts about how disgusting it is just to piss other people off. So... When some dickhead posts a thing on the internet saying there's only two genders and there's only two ways of being and if you're not conforming to one of these things, which is, you know, someone else's idea of what it means to be a person, then you're doing it wrong. The best thing to do is ignore them. Don't engage at all. No point. There's no point getting into a discussion to try and change their mind because that's not what the internet is for. We know that. People who post this kind of shit don't want a discussion. They just want to piss people off because they need the attention because they've got nothing else going on in their sad little lives. So best just ignore, block, and move on. Life is short, after all. No one needs that kind of shit in their lives. But when a business that enjoys my custom retweets that kind of shit, I will step in, if only to point out why it's not good juju for them to do so. Especially since, during Pride season, they were more than happy to fly some rainbow flags and show support for the community. You can't wave a pride flag with one hand and post shit like this with the other and not expect to be called out on it. That's something we grown-ups call the consequences of our actions. And, you know, it does come to bite us all occasionally. Jesus Christ, I've had it happen to me God knows how many times. Not in this particular instance, but just generally. Consequences of our actions are a thing. Shocking. Who knew? Now, you could at this point ask, why are you bothered, Scott? It's nothing to do with you because you're not non-binary. First off, don't assume anything. And second, there's this thing called community, where people all look out for each other instead of just their own interests. It's a great idea. I'm really hoping it catches on. So, anyway, the consequences of the action of sharing this harmful post to part of the queer community from this coffee shop was a bit of stick online. Those of us that saw it tweeted others who they knew drank there and said probably shouldn't anymore. Fair enough. And when the coffee shop saw that people were doing this, they took the post down and mumbled some half-assed non-apology about how it was meant to stimulate discussion and freedom of speech and all that kind of wank. It is important to note, of course, that freedom of speech is a fine thing. I'm all for it. But it doesn't mean freedom from consequences. That business is free to tweet whatever they want, just as I am free to call them all massive bellends and not buy coffee from there anymore. No one's rights are infringed with that. The thing that really bugged me about all this, though, was that in all of this discussion around it, there was a gay guy who said, I shared this image too, doesn't mean I agree with it. And I can kind of see where he's coming from, but it doesn't really work like that. 
Because if there's something out there on the internet that's doing harm to a group of people who may be vulnerable, or even just sick of hearing time and again that their life is not valid, according to someone else's definitions, then holding it up for all of your followers to see, even if you're saying, look at how bad this is, this is awful, is still sharing it. And a load more people will then see it, who wouldn't have otherwise. And that's all the dickheads want. They just want the attention. They don't care what you're saying about it. They just want you to point out their thing so that more people will look at it. My favourite flavour of this kind of thing is when people will retweet something awful or stupid or dickheaded or whatever and then put a caption on it saying, we need to be better than this. I love the thought that someone might see their tweet and be like, oh, Andy from Milton Keynes says we need to be better. Time to pull our socks up, lads. Nothing changes when people tweet this kind of shit. But that's not really the point anyway. The underlying message here from the person who posted that is, I've done all I can by retweeting this. Now you, who are reading it, must carry the torch of my wisdom and go forth and be better. Whenever I see shit like this, I'm always tempted to respond with, all right then, smartass, what are you going to do about it? I can't get on too much of a high horse about this kind of thing, to be honest, because I've definitely done it myself. But it is always better to light a candle than curse the darkness, or, to put it in sluttier terms, sitting at home in your pants complaining about how horny you are isn't going to get you laid. You need to shower, put on a cute top, and then go and flirt with some randoms. By which I mean, rather than posting miserable stuff and saying how it's all miserable and bad and stuff like that, find uplifting stuff and positive stories, and instead, post them and say how great they are. You know, inspire people, focus on the positive, not the negative. I think a lot of people forget that you're in charge of what you see on your social media streams. If you don't like what you're seeing... Start following people who post stuff that you do like. If your timeline's full of miserable fuckers, unfollow them. Breaking news? Gone. Hot guys that keep their clothes on? In the bin. If your socials are full of misery and it makes you sad or it damages your mood to spend time on them, the only person who can change that is you. You've got a block button, you've got a mute button, you've got an unfollow button. Just get rid of the misery and find some happier things to look at. A random hot mess that I used to be really into about 10 years ago popped up on my socials recently. We started chatting and after a bit he said, Oh, you've not followed me back. Rude. And I looked at his timeline and it was full of, like, Love Island and Kardashians. And I just said, none of what you're tweeting about interests me. He got quite stroppy and blocked me, but my point stands. I'd rather that than have to start following him out of some kind of politeness. I mean, you don't have to be quite as harsh as me. If, for some reason, you care what other people think about you, you weirdo, you can just mute people so, you know, you're still following them, but their stuff doesn't show up anymore. You don't need to know what Darren from Basingstoke's hot take is. It will not improve your day. There's a saying that goes, opinions are like arseholes. Please stop flapping yours around, you're putting me off my tea. Or something like that. I can't remember. Either way, if you hate finding turds in your hair... Stop swimming near the sewage pipe. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashheart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.